Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks for tuning in today. How would you like to take command of your life in a positive and powerful way? My guest is Dr. Susan Shumsky, who is an expert in the human potential field. She is the author of 17 best-selling books in English by major publishers, and Dr. Shumsky has also published 34 books in foreign languages and has won 31 prestigious book awards. She has taught meditation, prayer, and intuition to thousands worldwide for decades. Dr. Shumsky is the author of Third Eye Meditations, Awaken Your Mind, Spirit, and Intuition. And for over two decades, her mentor was the Maharishi Yogi, the founder of Transcendental Meditation and Guru to the Beatles. If that isn't enough, Dr. Shumsky served on the Maharishi's staff for over seven years. So I am so delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Dr. Shumsky. May I call you Susan? Uh, yes, you may, Kristen. <laughs> Great. Well, it's such a joy to have you here. I'm so excited. I was reading up on all your, <clears throat> excuse me, all your accomplishments and, and your books and this recent one, The Third Eye Meditations, so tell us, you know, why, especially, uh, I feel uh, it's funny even asking this question, why is meditation so important? I was watching the news yesterday, and I thought, I have to meditate. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. kind of a silly question. <laughs> yes. With everything that's, that's going on, all the craziness in this in this world, oh my goodness, more vital than ever before. It's uh, paramount. Yes. So, you know, the reality is that meditation brings you back to your center. It allows you to become extremely self-empowered and to be able to deal with any kind of challenge with peaceful confidence, knowing that you can make the right decisions. And also, it has untold benefits for health and well-being to maintain robust health, maintain a very strong immune system in the current climate to be able to uh, reduce stress, reduce hypertension, uh, be more calm, more centered, be in equanimity and equilibrium. Meditation has been shown scientifically to overcome all kinds of problems, to increase academic performance, to increase intelligence uh, to reverse signs of aging. I mean, it, is, it just goes on, and there's a long list that even includes reducing crime and reducing war. So it's, it's pretty Amazing, pretty and it really does, you know, allow you to react differently. I, I noticed just two days ago with this whole, this, uh, this epidemic, you know, pan pandemic now, that my cortisol levels were going up, you know, and I could oh, feel it goodness. in my eyes. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I just went and I meditated. And quite seriously, not only do the answers come when you're quiet, but I felt so much more centered and, like you said, able to cope, you know, able to, to, um, to deal with things, you know, when I, when I meditate. That was only for 20 minutes, too. So how often do you meditate? Um, I meditate every day. And, uh, yeah. So, and for long, like a half hour, 10 minutes, 30 minutes? No, I don't have any particular length of time that I have to meditate. There, there's no, there's no prescribed. Oh, you must do this. You must do that. I meditate when I feel like meditating. 
uh, often when I need guidance, often when I'm not feeling centered and I want to return to center, I want to return to that contact with the divine presence that brings so much solace and comfort and so much bliss, frankly, bliss consciousness, sat-chit-ananda, absolute bliss consciousness. That state that you're referring to, we go into in meditation known as Samadhi, which means evenness of mind and stillness of body, that brings us to quietude. It brings us to a very deep relaxation and and inner peace. So meditation is really, in my opinion, it's the panacea of all ills. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Now, you talk about guided meditations and the difference between a, a silent meditation and guided. Why is guided meditation easier for people and, and do you recommend that over at the you know just breathing and well certainly I recommend it over just breathing because just breathing's not gonna do anything for Well you know what I mean breathing I mean, and thinking like with one word or you know getting, right. coming back to yeah, that's what I meant. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Uh so uh there are many, many different forms of meditation. All of them have benefits. Let's put it that way. They're all, they all are helpful. I do believe that guided meditation is the easiest for people simply because it engages your mind so that your, the kind of monkey mind is, is really not there because you're, you're busy paying attention to the words. Focus, reading yeah. words is you're reading the words that you're reading on the page in these guided meditations, or even better is to record those words onto a device and then uh, sit down and get really comfortable and start the playback of that recording and close your eyes and just listen and follow the instructions step by step. That's the advantage of guided meditation. It's the do-nothing program. It's a no-brainer. I call it the do-nothing program, meaning do nothing, nothing, and less than nothing. And the less you do, the better experience you have. So just listening to that will guide you step-by-step into that deep state of meditation. And in this book, Third Eye Meditations, there are meditations for all different areas of life to help you with all different kinds of problems and to bring you to higher consciousness in many different ways through different many different means. Meditation, affirmation, visualization, and mantra are, are all covered uh, somewhat in the, in the book. book. Yeah. Is, is the so, book on audio? Yes, as a matter of fact. You can also get the book on audio. Oh, fantastic. Can you get it on audible.com? Yes, you can get it. Um, it is on Brilliance Audio. I think that's, I'm not sure if that's the same as audible.com. I'm, I'm not that familiar with it, but, uh, yeah, you can, you can get the audio book. Definitely. You can get it at Amazon. Let's put it that wonderful, way. wonderful. Audiobook. Many of our, our guests, our listeners rather, are, uh, visually impaired like myself. And so oh, I'm always yeah, asking people, perfect. they have ebooks. Yeah, absolutely perfect. I mean, I go through three audiobooks a week at least. So okay. I would love to get it. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's great. And uh, yeah, and another. Well, several of my books are audio, but um, this one's definitely audio. And also Maharishi and Me, 
my memoir, Maharishi and Me, Seeking Enlightenment with the Beatles Guru, is also on audio. And right now, as we speak, they are producing several other audio books uh, of my, several, uh, several books of mine as well, including the big book of chakras and chakra healing. They're working on the audio book for that right, right now. Wonderful. And so are there, I think I read, are there 14 different chakras? And could you explain what a chakra is for those who, you know, the one, chakra 101? Yeah, chakra, chakra For those who don't know. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we have to begin with the idea of prana. Prana means life force energy. In China, they call it qi. And in Japan, they call it qi. So, Many have heard, probably more people have heard of chi than have heard of prana. Yes. In any case, prana is the Indian version of that word. So uh, prana is life force energy that's flowing through your subtle body. You have a gross physical body and you also have a subtle body, which is also known as the aura or auric field. And this auric field has five different layers to it. Uh, the five layers are the physical body, which is called anamaya kosha, meaning food sheath, because it is made of food, sustained by food, and becomes food for something else after you're gone. And then the next sheath is called pranamaya kosha, meaning the pranic body or vital energy body. And that is what is keeping you alive. It is literally life force energy. It's said in the ancient scriptures that when prana is in the body, that is what is defined as life. And when prana leaves the body, that is what is defined as death. And then the next layer is called the mental body, manomaya kosha, which is your mental emotional body. And then the next layer is called the intellect ego sheath, known as uh, vigyanamaya kosha. And then you have the causal body, which is known as Anandamaya Kosha. And so those are the five, the fivefold sheath, Pancha Kosha, fivefold sheath. Now, one of those layers that I went through was the vital energy body, or the prana, body of prana. In that body, you have the life force energy flowing through your subtle body. And that life force energy flows through specific conduits or tubes of energy. In China, they call them meridian, which is probably more well-known than the word in, in India is nadi, N-A-D-I, nadi. So these conduits of subtle energy flow through the subtle body in many pathways, and when they come together to form plexuses, that's what's called a chakra. Chakra is a wheel. Chakra means wheel, and it's a wheel because it has a hub, which is the center of, of life force energy, and it has spokes that are radiations of life force energy. So we have probably hundreds of chakras in our body because every acupuncture point is a chakra, but there are seven major, major chakras and seven other chakras that I discuss in my book, The Big Book of Chakras and Chakra Healing. Very interesting. I've never quite heard it broken down like that, so it all makes you know more sense. And, and what about the third eye? It's funny when I saw the title of your uh, book. When I heard the title, I thought I've been constantly, you know, I, I, um, 
I lost my eyesight over a period of time, got diagnosed at age 30. And one of my biggest, you know, things I tell people is I have a third eye now. I've always told people that <laughs> because when you go blind, you, you do have a higher instinct, you know. And yes. so it's often your inner voice. And so, so what is the third eye? What does it really mean? Well, the third eye, okay, so there are seven major chakras. So there's the, the base, the root chakra, there's the pelvic chakra, there's the navel chakra, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, and the crown chakra. So chakra number six is your sixth sense. Oh. It is your third eye. And, you know, we have the beautiful eyes through which most of us see the world. But, yes, we do have this third eye where we can see things that are hidden from view. We can see wondrous realms of existence. We can experience supersensory or subtle sensory perception. Yes. Clairvoyance means mm-hmm. clear seeing, clear audience meaning clear hearing, and clairsentience meaning clear feeling. So that those are located in the area of the third eye. The third eye is the eye of illumination, and it's the eye of the inner teacher, and I'll tell you why. Every one of our major chakra has a planet associated with it. And the third eye chakra has the planet Jupiter associated with it. Jupiter is the preceptor of the planet. It is the teacher. It is the guru. And in fact, it is literally the guru because the Sanskrit word for Jupiter is guru. So Jupiter, oh my being, goodness. Jupiter being in the third eye, that's where our inner teacher resides. So our intuition, our inner teacher, our insight, that's located in the third eye area. And the third eye is located in the pineal gland in the very center of your head. It also extends to the front of the head, to the forehead, and the back of the head. So it's often called the brow chakra as well. That is fascinating uh, to know it's all, you know, um, orchestrated by the planets. Yes, every one of the seven major chakra has a planet associated with it and a day of the week, yes, mm-hmm. and gemstones as well, yeah. Oh, my God, it's so interesting. So what's your favorite gemstone? My favorite gemstone is probably the ruby because that's my gemstone. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a gemstone for me according to Vedic astrology, not according to Western tropical astrology, which I do not actually subscribe to. I'm a firm believer in Vedic astrology. Mm-hmm. So how many years Siberia. have you been... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's based upon where the actual constellations are rather than the arbitrary 12 pi, uh, yes. Yes. pi in the sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Determined by the movement of the sun only. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so tell me an example, um, and maybe you can guide our, our listeners through a little meditation for 30 seconds or a minute or something. That would be wonderful. Would you be yeah, open to that? I'd be happy to guide them through a meditation. I think it will take longer than 30 seconds. But I know, I know. What do you suggest with our time frame? 
Okay, well, I think that I'll teach everybody an affirmation then. <laughs> okay, that's that's better. That's great. So yeah. it's all yours. Great. So here's a really powerful affirmation, especially if you happen to be an energy sponge. An energy sponge is a person who absorbs energy as a sponge absorbs water, meaning very sensitive, highly sensitive person can be helped by this particular affirmation. And anybody can be helped by it because it brings great integrity, inner strength, inner power, and it brings you right back to center. So here is the affirmation. I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind, and I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm going to tape that when I re-listen to our show. Great. great. I'm a big believer in affirmations. You know, I, I've been doing that Ho'oponopono prayer for years, and oh, I find yes. it really centers me. Oh my and goodness. I I, I so learned awful. that prayer. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You know, whatever whatever the prayer uh, you're associating it with. But I, I learned that prayer. My sister-in-law taught it to me, and then I read the books on it right before my mom died, and it really, really helped me, you know, with releasing and, and, uh, and just getting focused even in, in any situation I use it. So now I will use your affirmation and try that. Yes, it's, it's really powerful, and I do also recommend the whole Ho'oponopono. In fact, I think it's in this book, Third Eye Meditation. Is it really? Oh, I'm so it's looking. I can't in, believe your book's on audio, book. finally. <laughs> it's either in this book or the Earth Energy Meditations, which will be coming out later this year. It's in mm-hmm. one of those two books. Um, so how did this all yeah. evolve for you? I mean, you started working with the Maharishi, you know, the, the guru to the Beatles. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, yes. Um, <laughs> I was a hippie way back in the 20th century. I was uh, a flower child. I was uh-huh, living in the uh-huh. San Francisco Bay Area when all of the hippies and flower children were uh, attending the B-ins and the love-ins and all of that. And, Patchwork jeans and the whole thing. Yeah, and so back then uh, we were told to turn on, tune in, and drop out by our mentors at that time, which were Timothy Leary and Ram Dass. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was, his name was Richard Alpert at the time. And uh, they had written a book called The Psychedelic Experience, and we were told that LSD would bring us to nirvana. And, oh, uh, boy. Yeah, so we tried that. It didn't work out too well. Uh, <laughs> it didn't exactly work like that. But, yes, I did have some interesting spiritual experiences with LSD and marijuana, but I also had a psychotic break as a result of taking LSD because oh. I never came to I never came down from the drug. I was having continual flashcards for months. It was terrifying. Anyway. Terrible. Um, yeah, so, but I was still seeking nirvana. I wanted to have that experience of what we called altered states back then, mm-hmm. higher states of consciousness. So I was reading everything I could lay my hands on uh, to find out more about higher consciousness. I was reading the Buddhist scriptures and autobiography of a yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading The Way of Zen by Alan Watts and other books by Alan Watts. 
And Alan Watts said that you have to find a quote-unquote meditation guide. Well, back then, long ago, uh, decades ago, you didn't go to the yellow pages and look for meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. So uh, I asked a friend, how do I meditate? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate on your own? And I said, okay, well, I'll give it a shot. So I lay on my bed. Uh, that's how clueless I was. I didn't even know that you're supposed to sit up when you meditate. I lay on my bed and I sort of prayed for or asked for a meditation. And immediately I was propelled into this ecstatic state. I could feel this cord or rush of energy flowing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. And I felt like I was plugged into a cosmic electric socket, but in the most ecstatic way. And I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. And uh, <laughs> I, I, not only had I had my first meditation, but also Kundalini awakening all at the same time without any stimulants or drugs. So that was my first experience, but not too long after that, a friend took me to the Transcendental Meditation Center. The founder was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And later he became the guru of the Beatles. But uh, when I went to the center, uh, I saw the picture of Maharishi on the wall, and I could just sense this energy coming from him, this profound love energy that exuded from his eyes, and it washed over me, and I just felt, yeah, this is it. This is where I'm going to learn real meditation. So I did. And uh, not too long after that, I found myself in India studying with Maharishi. And, uh, yeah. And I, I so it really dictated two, the course of your whole career in life. Absolutely. I spent two decades uh, in his various ashrams, and I was six years. I was on his personal staff, so that was pretty amazing. Oh, my experience. goodness. So did you meet the Beatles? Uh, no, I did not meet the Beatles because... Uh, I tried to apply to that course. I didn't know the Beatles would be there, by the way. I tried to apply to that course, but I tried to, to apply to three or four different courses, and they kept telling me I was too young, and it had to be a certain age, and sure, sure. college, so they wouldn't allow me to come. But later, Maharishi allowed the younger students to come, so I did go to India in 19... 19- it was in 1970 that I went to India. Oh, my goodness. One of, is one of your books a memoir? Yes. Uh, Maharishi the, and Me, Seeking And Me, the one you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And it is on audiobook. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I can't wait to, um, to hear some of these books. So it's a daily practice for you, and you're teaching workshops, I believe, and, you know, you, you've taught to thousands around the world. Tell us about that. Do you do, you do it virtually, or you go and teach? I've taught in many different ways, through the books, through downloadable packages, uh, telesummits and packages that, that way, and workshops. I've done, you know, countless workshops. I've done over 700 personal appearance, appearances since my first I read first that. Amazing. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of personal appearances and, uh, and taught workshops and classes and so on. And I also uh, produce cruise ship seminars, uh, holistic seminars at sea. And um, uh, we have a, a lot of different really famous authors that come on those 
the conferences at sea, which is really fun. I was and just so, telling Dick this morning that my cruise was canceled in two weeks to go to Prince, oh to, to Cabo. Yeah. So oh, anyway, at least no. we're safe. We weren't on the cruise, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. but I imagine some of those seminars. I hear it's just that we're hoping that we'll swap it out, my boyfriend and I, for another date. You know. Okay. Um, yeah, but so your your books just sound fantastic, and I like you know because we're winding down on time. If you could give our listeners your website and uh, contact info and the name of the book again, because I'm certainly eager myself to buy it, and especially for those visually impaired, it'll be a great thing. Right. So we have a new book called Third Eye Meditations, and also the big book of chakras and chakra healing. Those are my two latest books. And uh, as I said, Third Eye Meditations is on audiobook, so you'll be able to listen to that. And also Maharishi and Me is on audiobook. So you can purchase the books any place the books are sold. Uh, my website is drsusan.org, drsusan.org, and also divinetravels.com, uh, divinetravels, that's plural on the travels.com, so check out the website. Are you in travel as well? Am I in travel? Well, I, I produce these holistic seminars at sea, and also oh, yes. towards the sacred destinations. And those are all found at divinetravels.com. Oh, amazing. That's, that's just great. Now, one last question about your book, The Third Eye Meditations. Is it, yeah. you know, if someone buys the book, is, is there a lot of story attached to exercises? What, what's the book like? The book consists of meditations, affirmations, prayers, mantra, uh, and, yeah, uh, visualizations. Uh, and, yeah, it's all... Developing your third eye through these various methods. There's not mm-hmm. stories in it. It's really just, just. It's a workbook. A group of yeah, a group of prayers and affirmations and yeah, things for you to oh, do. Oh, that's fantastic! And they yeah. they go in length from from what to what? The... From a few pages, from a few lines to a few pages. To a few pages. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's fantastic! I can't wait. Well. Susan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you so much for sharing all of your insight and and uh, and wisdom, you know, with everyone listening. And I'm Kristen McDonald. My guest has been Dr. Susan Shumsky, author of Third Eye Meditations and more. And check out our website, please. And remember, you know, breathe, meditate, follow your instinct, and pray. Have a blessed day. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision. Thanks for listening.